welcome to BFC Live from my fun porch. It's summertime, so we're going to do these a little bit more frequently. I'm here today with Chef Jordan Wagman. Um, <laughs> it could be my twin brother. <laughs> and, and for the second time since we've done this, the guest has worn the exact same thing that I'm wearing. Variations we should on have coordinated. We should, maybe we did. Perhaps we did. <laughs> um, so we're going to do this, but but little bit of BFC Live news. Um, just what's coming up next week. On Monday, we will have Candelta ask, ask the Experts. On Tuesday, the Vitrina Group will be back talking about how to set up your cannabis retail location, things you need to be actually thinking about about in-store. On Wednesday, we'll be joined, as always, by Liz Tahura from BDS, uh, a, uh, BDSA uh, out of Colorado talking about consumer insights. On Thursday, we'll be joined by Farrell Miller of Urban Green Cannabis. And on Friday, we'll be joined by um, Loic Calvez uh, from our partners at Alcit talking about uh, something related to computer and IT technology and security, which we like to do. Um, thank you, Jordan. You're, you're so busy. I, we are busy. You're I only so remembered busy. all those things because I just wrote them down so I wouldn't have to look it's, at them. It's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> it is. We are busy. And it's, and you're busy. I'm which busy. is why I wanted to have you here. So I'm, I'm going to name the things that I know you do. And then you can tell me other things that you might be Sure. Doing. One, you have a show on Cannabis Wiki about cooking with cannabis called, sure. oh, uh, eating. Mm, Eating Green. Yeah, there's a song. <laughs> Eating Green. Uh, I've been watching. Um, you have a show that you do on Instagram Live with chefs called Into the, In the Weeds. In the Weeds, Chef Talk. In the talk. Weeds, Chef Talk. Uh, I know because I happen to know at least one person that's been on it. Um, w and you are doing a kids summer camp online cooking. I know because we've been cleaning up uh, from the last version of it from last Sunday. That's busy. Yeah, and then you know I actually have a whole another life, yes. right? Where I'm I'm director of sales in a in a in a family business, and yes. so that keeps me crazy busy. But I'll tell you, some of the th I'm very proud of everything that's going on. But I sit on the board of directors for Jewish Family Child, <laughs> and so JFCS oversees. You know, it's it's a children's youth agency, and so we're one of the largest, and we're playing a huge role right now in what's going on during this pandemic, and it's. You know, it's, it's very fulfilling. So that's a huge part of what's going on in my life, for sure. Yeah, and we know uh, my wife also works in the Jewish community, and we know Hannah, who works at Jewish Family and Child. And I'm on the kids' school board at Jewish Day School in downtown Toronto, and, and we often uh, work with Jewish Family and Child. So kudos on all of those things. Thank you, brother. Um, Thank you. And it is all busy, and it's the midst of the summer, yeah. and you have children, and... It's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm, I actually have rented a cottage for a month, in Tomogamy, okay. and I'm going to be on an island for a month, and I'm going to be doing some of the kids' cooking classes okay. from the island. But for the most part, I'm going to enjoy a month, and uh, I'm loving what's going on. I mean, it's right now. I feel like it's been a great opportunity. There's silver linings. I, I hate I hate saying it, but it's true. There, for me, there's been a couple silver linings in that I've been able to take a step back and really not refocus, but focus my efforts on the things that I should have been doing all along. But I was so busy working in my business, I wasn't able to take a step back and work on it. Yeah. So now, you know, my, my new book is, is coming out soon, which is going to encompass cannabis. And it's, it's gluten, dairy, and sugar-free, so it's going to be a digital book my, on my new website, which is launching in the next week or so. So there's a lot of fun things, um, but the kids camp is really interesting to me because 
camp was so important to me as a kid, right? I, I, I fell in love with food. I led a canoe tripping program there for a decade, and that's how I fell in love with cooking for people. Met my wife at camp, and so I, I appreciate the importance of it and obviously i would prefer my children were at camp this summer me too no offense. numerous levels right right exactly no offense um but because they're not i want to bring a smile that's all i can do is just bring a smile and i haven't had the opportunity to cook with kids in quite a few years so every week we're doing one or two classes and trying to be very kid friendly and giving them as much information as they more information than they can absorb because they have access to this for a, a month mm -hmm. and they can go back and rewatch. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. My daughter Stella is in camp, cooking camp uh, with you, and we made pudding. We, she made pudding. Uh, she made banana deliciousness. Um, she made fried, she made onion rings, which it's a dangerous recipe to know real well. Right. And super simple, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, and it's been fun. But I want to also, want to talk to you about something. So we've had, we have ongoing conversations with BDSA, which is a consumer insights company based in Colorado, but with great sort of consumer insights around cannabis um, throughout sort of North America and beyond. Uh, and they also have access to other information around consumer uh, behavior elsewhere. They were talking about over the past couple of weeks that their general consumers, 40% of them, which is a big number, believe that food has an important component in health and wellness, which is a core part of what you do. Right. And so it's people believe that there is like how you eat impacts your health, which, of course, it does. Um, and they sort of overlay that on cannabis. Right. And say, like, this is a really important component. And, and within that, they're saying there's lots of green space or blue sky, whoever choose your metaphor um, for the sector. And I want to talk about that because that is really core to how you cook always. Absolutely. And sort of how you use cannabis always. I'm shocked to hear it's that high, that, that 40 yeah. percent. Um, it, believe it. Don't necessarily practice it, but believe you, it. You know, no, yeah. and it, well, there you go. Touche. <laughs> yeah, no, good point. Yeah. I actually was thinking practice, but yeah. you're right. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah. Well, so, but 40% is still, yeah. my life has changed, you know, for, for people that are watching this and have no idea who I am. I mean, the fact that I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt should say it all. Six years ago, I sought the help of a naturopath and I changed my life. I started eating gluten, dairy, and sugar-free and included cannabis in, you know, everyday sort of the way I consume food mm -hmm. and my life changed. My psoriasis started to go away. I lost a lot of weight and I, you know, it's been six years, but I, it was a lifetime of struggling with this, with this illness. So for people to now appreciate that food, and I include cannabis in that food, mm -hmm. that food is a huge, we are, we are a byproduct of what we eat. Mm -hmm. It's plain and simple. If I go to bed having eaten some sugar, which I wouldn't, but mm -hmm. if I, I'll feel it all night long. If I go to, if I have a couple potato chips and just because they're there and I have a cup, I'll feel it all night long. I firmly believe that if we can make small changes, forget about the wholesale changes that I was able to make in my life. I'm the outlier. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit different than most because I can cook and I can create. But if we make small changes in our life and one plus one plus one, sooner than later, you've made that wholesale change. And wh whether it's a year or two or three, I think it's really important. I think cannabis is not that hard to infuse into our food and it comes down to knowledge. And, and that knowledge leads to a repeatable experience because people are mostly afraid of cooking with cannabis because they can't 
recreate that experience. And why? Because you're just not knowledgeable of how to infuse food and, mm -hmm. and how to properly emulsify it into your food so that it's a homogenous mixture. It's not, hey, there's 10 the milligrams here, there's zero there, right? Right. Yeah. No, it's it's super interesting. And, and I know uh, we've had this conversation, so what does it mean for the overall sector? What about hospitality? What about restaurants related to cannabis? But I do think, and, and you know, th this will be an ongoing conversation for policymakers, for the sector, for chefs, for people in other aspects of hospitality, that how do we actually do this? So regulators are okay with it, but consumers love it and, and people can be responsible, but also really enjoy it the way you enjoy it. It's gonna be dominoes. I, I think that that will happen in time. I think that we will have full service cannabis restaurants in time. I believe that, I want to believe that. Mm -hmm. I think there are so many dominoes to get to the end of that sort of you know puzzle. Um, I think you're gonna start with something that looks like what happened in California where you're not allowed to infuse the product on site where you're bringing it in already infused and putting it on like a plate and serving it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Jeff, 420 chef in California. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's going to happen. I think as more people understand what infused food looks like, then they're going to they're going to want to make it a part of their life. And I, I just released our last video edibles and, or infused food are not just cookies and brownies no. and gummies yeah. you know listen and, and people are doing gummies right our mutual friend yeah. you know the man he's certainly somebody that i go to yeah. in this world um you know f they're doing gummies right but it's not all about gummies and cookies i just did a lobster recipe with an infused cherry tomato vinaigrette mm -hmm. so it can be sweet and savory mm -hmm. it's not just a sweet product yeah so and and on shelves, it tends to be because they last longer, right? I mean, I think that's the disconnect that, that in, if you look at sort of what's on shelves in stores, it's one thing. What you could do above and beyond that is really something different. They're, the, you know, the fruit leather that I make yeah. all the time, and I brought you some. Yeah. I made a mango leather, and um, it, that's the type of product I hope to see. Listen, my, my biggest challenge with what I see sold legally is that it's all made of sugar. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that you can buy on the open market that is without sugar. And if somebody doesn't eat sugar, yeah. then you are left to two, Your own two options. Yeah. One, buy it in the black market, or two, make it yourself, right? And so for me, I'm not, I don't go out and buy things because I need to trust what it is that I'm buying and right. eating, and I've seen thousand milligram brownies before i mean that's just not how i eat i'll eat three milligrams yeah. um but i believe it's you know it's as people become more educated uh there will be a greater demand for it but it's incumbent on people like me and you know and other chefs in the in the industry and and people advocating for that repeatable experience and building that knowledge that it's incumbent on us to sort of educate people mm -hmm. and, and put that word out there yeah Absolutely. Spread the gospel. I have one question that you're not maybe expecting. Hit me. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Where do you find your coconut uh, vinegar? Yeah. Uh, We've been looking. Farms. Okay. Best Farms has three okay. different varieties. Coconut vinegar is my go-to. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Um, it adds a bunch of sweetness and acidity. When I stopped, when I changed my diet, I removed wine. Right. Mm -hmm. Well. I haven't had wine. I've enjoyed wine. Mm -hmm. It always impacted me, impacted me ne negatively. 
but rice I removed. Mm. So I didn't have a sweet vinegar. Mm. I would use champagne vinegar. I would use a rice mm. vinegar. And I found coconut vinegar. It doesn't negatively impact me. And it's by far and away the greatest flavor of any vinegar I've ever used. Well, you've also introduced us to, um, is it odorless coconut oil? Aroma-free coconut uh, yeah. oil. It's, it's a game changer. So, you know, when you're making, when you're baking, uh, specifically when you're baking, you're looking for that mouthfeel, right? So mm -hmm. we're recreating food stuff like a brownie or cookies or whatever it is you're mm -hmm. making. And you want that mouthfeel to be very similar and recognizable. So that's what coconut coconut aroma-free coconut oil does. It replaces your butter. Avocado can do something very mm. similar, but coconut aroma-free coconut oil is brilliant. My children hate the flavor of coconut. Yeah, me too. So when you're using that, you get all the benefits yeah. of it, the health benefits of it, the mouthfeel without the, the flavor of it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Well, Jordan Wagman, thank you for all that you're doing because it's, it's both busy but also keeping uh, one of my little people busy, which is great. My pleasure. Um, and uh, look forward to connect with you as the summer goes on. Enjoy your month in Tomogamy. And I'm, thank you. And I'm just going to actually say this because most people don't get the chance when they're saying, and I hope you don't cut this out, Jay, but you are very, Consider a cut. You are, you are very <laughs> impressive and you do great things in this industry. Yeah. And we are very fortunate and I'm not going to get all teary eyed. You know, yeah. I mean, I may be, but um, you, you do wonderful things. And I'm very fortunate that we've met and now become friends. Yeah. And so you've done great things. So thank you for all you're doing. Continue to do. Well, it's nice to have you on the porch. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. I love the porch. This is not our first porch visit over the over no. the course of the past several months. I had no. your galoshes, and we've made some <laughs> trades. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for your kind Pleasure. words, and we'll connect with you down the road. I look forward to it. Great. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. Have a nice weekend. For those in the States, happy 4th of July. It's also my anniversary tomorrow. It's also my in-laws' anniversary today. So have a good weekend, everybody. Stay safe.